This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Getting up, getting out, or only just getting home? It's Joy Weekend Breakfast. We're going to talk to our next guest now, Ando. Um, renowned choreographer and tap dancer. Welcome to Joy Weekend Breakfast, Chris Horsey. Oh, hello. Welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Chris, thanks for joining us this morning. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, that's How cool. Are you? We're very, very good this morning. Very good. Now, we know you've got an, an important engagement at 10 o'clock this morning with your four-year-old son. Um, so <laughs> we want to talk to you all about dancing. Now, Chris, like, the first question I've got to ask you, is there a show in Australia that you haven't choreographed or danced in? <laughs> yeah, there's many. Uh, fortunately, we are blessed in this country with a, a thriving musical theatre and theatre scene, and that makes it possible for lots of us choreographers to to, to work. Um, but I've also been very blessed to be a part of uh, a lot of groundbreaking musicals in this country um, t- as well as sharing the workload. So um, I'm very, very fortunate to be part of a thriving musical theatre a culture. Now let us go back to the very beginning. Um, how did you get into dance, Chris? Oh, it's classic, isn't it? My mum was a dance teacher, so <laughs> I would. <laughs> I know it's awesome. Uh, it's this the classic story, and I lived and absolutely breathed it my entire life. Oh, wow. um, and I'm very grateful for it because who would have thought? You know, all years later, still making money from teaching and dancing and performing and um and choreographing and i really owe my mum absolutely everything her name's Kay horsey if you're listening mum okay oh, thanks for on into you Kay, and thanks for thanks oh. for putting chris through his paces as a kid so chris what did you do did you do the classic like tap and ballet and that sort of thing well mum was uh very wise to uh push me into uh, training in every single um, dance form. And I hated ballet, for instance. I hated it. Yeah. I never wanted to go to ballet. I absolutely loved tap dancing. The shoes are a bit uncomfortable, in, aren't they, in the ballet? The shoes are uncomfortable. And, you know, in the middle of winter when you're wearing a pair of tights Ooh, in yeah. a very, very cold, dusty scout hall on the Gold Coast, <laughs> it's yeah. just not comfortable for this this young boy who's watching all his mates in their soccer outfits and their football outfits. And I'm thinking, what a, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to wear tights and wear cold ballet shoes? But I thank her so much because it's really given me the groundwork to be, um, to have the, the longevity in my career. Cause mm. classical ballet really is, um, the, 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 um, the basis and the groundwork for for all dance, really. But really, my my first love is tap dance. Even though I do choreograph and perform in musical theatre sh- shows like Chicago and West Side Story, but tap dance is my my biggest love. I love and I love sharing tap dance with as many people as possible. So, Chris, just talk. You, we were talking yesterday, and you told me that you um, you won a competition and you were going to get awarded your prize by a very special dancer. It was set up that way. It's True. My mum entered me in this uh, international dance competition when I was 12 years old called the Fred Astaire International Cap Championship. Yeah. And we, um, we, we flew across to, uh, to New York. And as a 12-year-old, I'd never been on a, a plane before. And the first time I go on a plane, I'm flying from Gold Coast to Sydney, Sydney to Hawaii, Hawaii to LA, LA to New York, and then reverse. It was, it was thrilling. But look, I 
I won. In my what? age group, I won. And that made me the world champion tap dancer for my age group at the age of 12. Isn't that phenomenal? It was called the... It, it, look, I was so thrilled to win. Oh, and worth the flight, the then. The, totally. It was at the prestigious Waldorf Astoria yeah, in New York. I love that. Fred Astaire himself what? was supposed to be there to present me with my award. And he was too sick. He was very late in his life and career. This was 1984, mm. so everyone's doing the maths now. Yeah. Um, 1984 as a 12-year-old. And he was just in the – I think he died in 87. So he was really in his later years, and he was supposed to present me my award, but he unfortunately was too sick. And, you know, as a 12-year-old, I, you know, I'd grown up on Fred Astaire movies with my mom, but – I, I really don't think I would have appreciated the impact as much as my mum. I think to have my, to be in the same room as Fred Astaire, my mum watching her son be presented an award, I was just more disappointed for my mum than anything that, that Fred Astaire himself wasn't mm, there. Yeah. Yeah, it does, really, it does yes, weave a little bit of pageant mum, though. I'm sorry. Like, my <laughs> mum entered me at 12 years old, flew from Australia to New York, and she was in the room. There's a little, is she a bit, was she a bit sort of full on like pageant mum? Absolutely. Absolutely not. I okay. mean, if, if anything, the opposite. Mum, I was always working so hard and still to this day to seek approval from my mum. And my mum, you know, God, I love my mum, of course, and she's made me into the great person I am today. But yeah. she would always just give, you know, yeah, that was good. So, that Chris, ta good. tap dancing you know. kept you going. You, you were one of the then originators of the legendary tap dogs. Yeah, that's right. Look, I, I worked on uh, the concept of industrial style tap dancing with, with a, a lot of the boys at that time back in the early 90s. And, you know, there was, there, we were part of a zeitgeist, really. We, we did, uh, uh, as a result of the work that we did towards wanting to tap dance wearing jeans rather than wearing formal top hat white towels, which was the norm yeah. back then. Trousers and collared shirts. And that's what you used to wear back then. And we really sort of revolutionized the way tap dancing was done and seen at the time. But so we did Hot Shoe Shuffle. David Atkins mm -hmm. saw what we were doing. He really wrote, wrote the show Hot Shoe Shuffle around what we were doing. And that ended up going all across to West End and around the world. And then we did Tap Dogs, which went around the world as well and took me mm. back to New York and performed on Broadway. But we were really part of a zeitgeist. You know, we, we didn't know what other people were thinking at the time. And, and at the time, if, if, if you remember, there was Stomp, that, which isn't tap dance, but very industrial percussive. Yeah. Mm. There was river dance, there was blue man river group, dance. there was tap dogs, there was hot shoe <laughs> shuffle. There was all these big percussion shows of the 90s of which we were part of this zeitgeist. Phenomenal. And it's amazing how tap dancing has managed to, to keep going through the, uh, through the generations because mm. it, it's still very popular now. Um, Chris, one more thing is that I, I know you're, um, you're doing some choreography still. Have you got any shows coming up at Christmas time? We look, I have been asked to choreograph the opening number for Joel Creasy and uh, Reese Nicholson's uh, Christmas cabaret, uh, cabaret extravaganza. So, how <laughs> hilarious! I'm wow, re really looking forward to that. A couple but of I'll old wooden bookends. <laughs> uh, well, I'll see what I can do with them, but I, I, I am, I really love teaching people how to tap dance and it doesn't matter how old you are or what experience or not experience you have you can always learn to tap dance and i like to prove to people that there's a reason we say tap your troubles away there's a real not clinically proven but there's certainly a proven theory that that 
tap dancing is great for your mental health and not only your physical health, but your mental health. It really is. And that's what I love sharing with people. Chris, it's been great talking to you. We're out of time. If people want to uh, see about your career or hear any more about tap dancing, uh, when they jump onto your social media account? Oh, of course, please. Well, look, I, 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 my dance studio is called Accelerate Arts, but I don't spell it normally. I spell it like the kids, you know, the letters X, L, R, and the number eight. AccelerateArts.com. You know, it's fun to type in AccelerateArts.com. And you can, if you want to, you know, find out more or see what we're doing, jump over on AccelerateArts.com and you can see what we're doing uh, there in the world of tap dance. That's great. Chris Horsey, thank you ever so much for joining us this morning. Enjoy the rest of your day and uh, enjoy the special event at 10 o'clock this morning. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for having on me. I love Joy FM. Cheers. Good work. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.